Section 20 of the History of Prostitution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Robert Sherman, Jr. The History of Prostitution by William Sanger. Section 20, Chapter 17, Prussia, Part 1. Chapter 17, Prussia. Patriarchal Government, Ecclesiastical Legislation, Trade Guilds, Enactments in 1700, Inquiry in 1717, Enactment in 1792, Police Order 1795, Census, Increase of Illicit Prostitution, Syphilis, Census of 1808, Ministerial Rescript and Police Report 1809, Tolerated Brothels Closed, Reenactment of the Code of 1792, Ministerial Rescript of 1839, Removal of Brothels, Petitions, Ministerial Reply, Police Report 1844, Brothels Closed by Royal Command, Police Embarrassment and Correspondence with Halley and Cologne, Local Opinions, Public Life in Berlin, Dancing Saloons, Drinking Houses, Immorality, Increase of Syphilis, Statistics, Illegitimacy, Royal Edict of 1851, Recent Regulations. Among the warlike Germans in the days of Herminius, sexual intercourse was looked upon as enervating to youth, and discreditable or even disgraceful to men until their valor had been proved by deeds of arms and their experience authorized them to assume the duties of husbands and fathers in the middle ages when the legislative and executive functions were vested in one individual and the rights and obligations of the governing power were of a paternal or patriarchal character we find much of their law-giving directed to the preservation of morality the repression of extravagance and the minute regulation of public economy in their edicts against prostitution this paternal spirit was visible in conjunction with what may be considered a due regard to the rights and interests of the lawgivers the punishments being professedly directed against a breach of morality or a public scandal because it was a disgrace to families and a peril to husbands and fathers rather than a vice in itself the provisions tacitly sanctioned its existence and while they severely punished any invasion of domestic peace or infraction of marital rights it seems to be conceded that, when no such relationships were involved, illicit intercourse was regarded as an allowable solace or an actual necessity for the physical requirements of unmarried men. We learn from the German historian Fiduzen, Diplomatischen Beitraget zur Geschichte der Stadt Berlin, that the German laws rendered it obligatory on every honorable man to espouse a virtuous maiden, and the term Hudenkind, illegitimate child, was the bitterest form of reproach. The early statutes were very severe in the punishment of immodest females, and some carried this principle so far as to require that a woman who led an unchaste life in her father's house should be burned at the stake. The ecclesiastical legislation moderated this severity, and crimes against morality became sins which were expiated by public penance. The citizens of Berlin became convinced that the penances of the church were not sufficiently potent to counteract the evil, the morals of the clergy themselves being frequently impeached, and secular government was suggested in place of ecclesiastical. This seems especially necessary because the canon law, which ordained the celibacy of the priesthood, pronounced it to be a work of mercy to marry an erring woman, in opposition to the Berlin sheriff law, Schoffenreicht declaring the children of such marriages illegitimate. 
and persons were not wanting who held the opinion that the work of mercy recommended by the church was at times advocated by the clergy as a means of covering their own frailties the same writer records instances as late as the close of the sixteenth century in which adultery was punished by death the offenders in each case being married persons he also cites the records of the fourteenth century to show that the same punishment was inflicted on those who acted as procurers or procuresses wherever family honor was encroached on in the sixteenth century the law required that an immodest woman belonging to any reputable family should be publicly shorn of her hair and condemned to wear a linen veil nor was any distinction made between unmarried women and widows against whom the offense was proved about the same period the trade guilds enacted stringent laws prohibiting the admission of improper characters to their public festivals and restrained their members from marrying women of that class to attain this end any master trademen who designed to marry was compelled to introduce his intended bride at a meeting of the company that all might be convinced of her discreet character and conduct and any who married without observing this requirement were expelled the association the guilds inflicted the same penalties on any of their members who had intercourse with improper characters or who seduced a virtuous woman and subsequently married her a certain recognition of the existence of public women may be traced throughout these regulations which appear to have admitted the necessity from regard to the rigorously enforced sanctity of the domestic circle but at the same time endeavored to prevent the increase of immorality by attaching odium to its followers again turning to the pages of fiducin we find that in all the great towns of the german empire the public protection of women of pleasure lust dirnen seems to have been a regular thing in proof of which he says did a creditor in taking proceedings against his debtor find it necessary to put up at an inn one of the allowed items of his expenditure was a reasonable sum for the company of a woman during his stay frauengeld this was a question of state etiquette in berlin in fourteen ten a sum having been officially expended in that year to retain some handsome women to grace a public festival and banquet given to a distinguished guest diedrich v Kietzau, whose goodwill the citizens desired to cultivate during this period of toleration the expediency of controlling public women was unquestioned but the first berlin actment of material importance to this investigation bears date in seventeen hundred and is remarkable as clearly enunciating the principles which have been adhered to with only a short interval ever since the first section declares by law this traffic is decidedly not permitted erlaubt but simply tolerated gedudet, as a necessary evil Sections 2, 3, and 4 require the keeper of any house of prostitution to give notice to the commissary of the quarter when any of his women leave him or when he receives a new one, and restrain him from keeping more women than are specified in his contract. Sections 5 to 9 provide that a surgeon shall visit every woman once a fortnight for the purpose of protecting the health of revelers, schwarmer, as well as that of the women themselves, that every woman shall pay him two groschen for every visit, and that upon observing the slightest signs of disease the surgeon shall require the housekeeper to detain the woman in her room if the keeper neglect this order he is made responsible for the entire costs of the illness which any visitor could prove was contracted from one of his women if the surgeon finds the woman already so far infected that she cannot be cured by cleanliness and retirement alone he is authorized to order her removal to the charite where she will be taken care of in the pavilion free of charge 
Sections 10 and 11 provide that the debts of a woman must be paid before she can remove from one house of prostitution to another, or before she can leave one house to commence another on her own account. Section 12 enjoins that any woman who desires to quit her mode of life altogether shall be entirely discharged from any debts to the housekeeper. The last section requires every housekeeper who has music to pay six groschen a year for the permit to his musicians, the money to be applied to the benefits of the poorhouse. The toleration but not authorization clause is the noticeable feature in these regulations, and indicates the policy which was then generally adopted throughout the kingdom. In reference to the period succeeding the issue of these rules, which continued in force till 1792, we find some information in the pages of Fiduzen. Thus, in 1717, an inquiry proved that the inmates of brothels, and also the secret prostitutes, were mostly the children of soldiers, who, quote, had been brought to vice as a trade either from the want of a proper bringing up or of a skillful handicraft, end quote. All measures for the extermination of the evil having been found ineffectual, quote, they were obliged to adopt the system of a larger toleration of common brothels, to be strictly watched over by the police, as a necessary outlet for the tendency to immorality. End quote. The number of houses of ill fame increased in proportion to the population, the influx of strangers, and the additions to the garrison made under Frederick II, and still more so after the close of the Seven Years' War in the year seventeen eighty there were one hundred such houses in berlin each containing eight or nine women they were divided into three classes the lowest were those in which the women dressed in plain clothes and were frequented mostly by hamburg or amsterdam mariners the second class of women paraded themselves with painted faces haunted the more retired corners of the town had little attractive about their persons or dress and were principally visited by mechanics and laborers the third, and apparently the most select of the kind, was a description of coffee-house frequented by females, who were designated mamzelles. These did not live in the houses, but used them merely as a convenient rendezvous. In 1792 a new code of regulations appeared, the bulk of which continued in force in Berlin and other towns for many years. The rules of 1700 were too vague, made no provision for a variety of cases likely to arise, and were silent as to the question of private prostitution. Many inconveniences had arisen from these omissions, and, in consequence, a memorial was addressed to the government by the police director, von Eisenhardt, containing suggestions for amendments to the law. The preamble of the royal reply to this application acknowledges the attention of the police to the matter with much satisfaction, admits prostitution, Hurdenanstalten, to be, quote, a necessary evil in a great city where many men are not in a position to marry, although of an age when the sexual instincts are at their highest, in order thereby to avoid greater disorders which are not to be restrained by any law or authority, and which take their rise from an inextinguishable natural impulse, end quote but expressly reiterates that it is, quote, only to be tolerated, Zudulden, end quote, and that it cannot, quote, without impropriety and consequences injurious to morality, be established by the public laws, which do not contain any sanction whatever to common prostitution, end quote. The sections following this preamble provide that anyone who seduces a woman or induces her to carry on a venal traffic with her person shall be liable to one year's imprisonment in the house of correction, and on repetition of the offense, besides doubling the punishment, shall be whipped and driven from the country. 
declare any man or woman who communicates the venereal disease liable for the expenses of the cure and incidental damages sonstigen interesse together with imprisonment for taking young women from the country into houses of prostitution by any device against their will and authorize the punishment of any man who willfully infects a common woman in reference to the special directions touching brothels and prostitutes the document provides quote, as a leading point that everything which exceeds the mere gratification of the natural passions and tends to the advancement of debauchery or the misuse of our toleration of a necessary evil must be prevented end quote and accordingly the women are prohibited from increasing their attractions quote, by painting or distinguishing attire end quote, and also from soliciting passengers in the public streets or at the doors or windows of their houses quote, as this is not only in contravention to public morals but especially perilous to male youth and such means of increasing the gains of people seeking their livelihood in this manner is not to be tolerated end quote for similar reasons the keepers of houses were restrained from offering wines or other strong drinks to their visitors although it is admitted quote, they cannot be prevented from providing refreshments end quote. yet stimulants are forbidden quote, because they are great inducements to debauchery whereby other excesses may be caused end quote the orders farther provide that no woman shall become a resident in a house of prostitution without previously appearing before the police and obtaining permission from them and the police are directed not to allow this permission to any female under age unless they are satisfied that she has previously made a trade of prostitution the section containing this stipulation is prefaced by a statement that quote, keepers of these houses seek especially to obtain blooming young girls who cannot be procured without infamous seduction calculated to lead to debauchery end quote in reference to precautions against infection it provides that the prostitutes and keepers of houses shall be instructed by some competent surgeon in the signs of venereal diseases so that they may detect it in their visitors or themselves also that any man communicating infection to a prostitute may be sentenced to make ample compensation if the woman can identify him and farther that the punishment inflicted upon girls infecting their visitors shall also be inflicted on the housekeepers as although they may be innocent their being included in the punishment for an incident of their trade is for the general weal all fines received were to accrue to the medical institutions provided for the cure of syphilis again it was deemed that quote, the venereal disease was much extended by common street walkers end quote, and no women but such as resided in the known houses where medical visits of inspection were constantly paid were to be tolerated and the night watch were instructed to arrest those common women who were in the habit of plying their trade in the streets after dark a portion of the penalty exacted being awarded to the officers who made such arrests quote, to encourage their zeal end quote but they were strictly cautioned against annoying innocent persons quote, inasmuch as blunders in such matters create ill impressions against the authorities and because the honor and happiness of the person might be irretrievably injured so that it would be better to pass over a guilty person here and there than to inculpate a single innocent one the royal rescript concludes by directing that a strict surveillance be kept over the females of the garrison many of whom are stated in very plain language to be of improper character these directions were subsequently embodied in the general statute or law of the land landrecht and upon that the police regulations which we quote hereafter were based 
the statute formally declares procurers and procuresses liable to imprisonment for from six months to three years in the house of correction with quote, a welcome and farewell anglice a sound whipping when admitted and another when discharged in the cases of parents or guardians who may aid in or connive at the prostitution of their children or wards the term of imprisonment is doubled and made more severe it requires all common women to reside in the tolerated houses under the eye of the state which houses are only to be permitted in populous cities and not elsewhere than in retired and back streets therein the consent of the police authorities having been first obtained and in any case where a house of prostitution was established without this consent or in defiance of the public orders the keeper was to be liable to one or two years imprisonment the police are strictly commanded to keep all tolerated houses under strict and constant surveillance to make frequent visits in company with medical men so as to check the progress of venereal disease to prevent the sale of intoxicating liquors therein to see that no woman was introduced without the knowledge and permission of the authorities under a fine of fifty dollars for each offence and more especially that no innocent female was by force or deceit compelled or induced to live therein which latter offence imposes quote, a public exhibition end quote, in the stocks or pillory we presume and from six to ten years imprisonment with welcome and farewell on the keeper who was not to be allowed to keep such a house again under any circumstances the police are farther enjoined to see that the mistress of the house informs the authorities of the pregnancy of any woman residing in the house as soon as she is aware of it herself but if it is concealed she the mistress is liable to imprisonment especially if a secret birth takes place the mistress is required to take charge of any woman who becomes pregnant if there is no public institution to which she can be removed and is at liberty to seek compensation from the father of the child or if he cannot be found she has a claim upon the mother the child must be removed from the house as soon as it is weaned and is to be cared for at the public cost if the parents have not means to do so if the keeper of the house or the inmates themselves conceal any venereal infection from the knowledge of the police they render themselves liable to imprisonment from three months to a year with welcome and farewell if thefts assaults or other offences occur in such houses the keeper is in all cases liable to the injured party who cannot in any other way obtain his indemnity and is also suspected of complicity in the offence so long as the contrary cannot be substantiated and if it is proved that he did not exert all his power to prevent such occurrences his neglect is to be punished by fine or imprisonment no woman desirous of leaving a tolerated house to change her mode of life and support herself honestly can be retained against her inclination and no difficulties may be thrown in the way of her doing so nor will the master be allowed to force her to remain even though she may be in his debt under the penalty of the loss of his permission from the police prostitutes who do not conform to the regulations and place themselves under supervision are to be arrested and imprisoned for three months and when their term of imprisonment has expired are to be sent to the workhouses and detained there until they have inclination and opportunity for honorable employment any females not being inmates of the tolerated houses who had intercourse while suffering from disease and thereby infected men are declared liable to an imprisonment for three months this comprehensive legal enactment left many matters of details to the discretion of the police and accordingly they issued their rules 
the opposition these subsequently encountered makes them important in the history of prostitution in berlin and although they are in many points a mere repetition of the terms of the statute we give them in extenso they are entitled provisions against the misleading of young women into brothels and for prevention of the spread of venereal disease preamble it has been brought to notice that simple young girls especially from the smaller towns under the craftiest pretensions to place them in good situations have been brought to berlin and without their knowledge of the fact taken to brothels and therein against their will led astray to their ruin and to the life of a common prostitute at the same time it is matter of remark that common prostitutes after they have been diseased continue their practice as long as the state of their sickness permits and thereby farther infection is extraordinarily increased and extended with the express view of meeting such infamous seductions and the highly injurious results of the before-mentioned communication of venereal disease the following directions are brought to the cognizance and perfect information of the keepers of houses of prostitution and of the females who make a trade of their persons one no one can set on foot a brothel or keep women for the purposes of prostitution without having communicated previously with the police directory on the subject and obtained their permission in writing whoso acts contrary to this shall together with absolute withdrawal of his license be liable to one or two years in the house of correction two every brothel keeper must before taking a girl into his service produce her before the police directory and must not conclude any contract with her until the police director has given him written leave to do so whereupon forthwith the conditions upon which the keeper and said woman have agreed are to be registered with the police and an abstract thereof shall be given to each party for which eight groschen are to be paid as fees the before-mentioned brothel-keepers to whom the police director's toleration is extended must at his order produce the common prostitutes and submit the same to a similar license and the conditions must be drawn up for them in the before-mentioned manner if a keeper omits the same and is accused of having any woman for common use in his house for forty-eight hours without such notice he shall pay a fine of fifty tylers and upon the third offence in addition to the said fine his trade shall be stopped and he shall not carry on the same any more further it shall be no excuse that the person in question was not there for the purpose of prostitution inasmuch as he is enjoined to point out every female whom he receives into his house without exception and neglect of this shall be taken as a proof of contravention under penalty of the same punishment he must give a similar notice if a common woman comes to him from another house three females under age who have not before the publication of these ordinances notoriously abandoned themselves to common prostitution are not to be received by any brothel-keeper and when he produces such persons before the police directory the permit shall not be allowed if he acts contrary to this prohibition he shall be punished with two years labor in jail Four the departure from a brothel of any woman who desires to change her mode of life and to subsist in a respectable manner is not to be checked or prevented even on account of sureties entered into or debts incurred the keeper is not to retain any such against her will at the risk of losing his permit and the police are charged to give every assistance if however any such person desire only to remove to another house of prostitution this cannot be done without the consent of the former keeper until after three months notice given when it will be permitted upon proof of brutal treatment by the keeper or other good and reasonable grounds shown to the police 
no woman who seeks to quit a brothel for the purpose of carrying on prostitution for pay on her own accord will be permitted to do so and if any person having on pretense of an honest calling quitted a house of prostitution shall be adjudged guilty of prostitution on her own account she shall have four weeks at the house of correction with a welcome and farewell and whereas it is known that many brothel keepers who treat their girls with an unbearable harshness keep so strict a watch upon them that they cannot succeed in bringing their complaints before the authorities information shall from time to time ex officio and without the presence of the keeper be taken whether the girls have any well-founded complaints to bring forward against the said keeper five the common prostitutes in the brothels are strictly prohibited from enticing or inviting passengers in the streets with looks or signs from the house or windows and the keepers are on no account to permit the same diligent regard to this is to be had by the police and those who act contrary will be punished the first time with three days and on a repetition of the offence with a week's solitary confinement one half of the time on bread and water the keeper who is shown to have been party to the same will suffer double punishment six in these houses the keepers shall not supply visitors with wine brandy liquor punch or other strong drinks or with food but only with tea coffee chocolate beer or similar beverages further it is not permitted for the visitors to bring in drink or food for every case of contravention the keeper shall pay five dollars or a week's detention on repetition he shall be punished more severely if this will not suffice the permit shall be withdrawn from the house no brothel keeper shall allow any guest to remain after twelve o'clock at night nor allow any one to enter after that hour whoso acts contrary shall for the first offence pay ten dollars on repetition the fine is doubled for the third time the keeper shall lose his permit seven should thefts assaults or other offences take place in such houses the keeper is in all cases liable to the injured party if he cannot get his redress elsewhere further the said keeper is suspected of complicity in the offence so long as the contrary is not proved and if it appear that he did not use all possible means for the prevention of such offence he shall be punished by fine or in person eight in case any innocent female shall by fraud or violence be brought into any brothel the keeper and those who are accomplices in such infamous offence shall undergo public exhibition and four to ten years house of correction with welcome and farewell beside this the permit will be withdrawn it shall be no excuse for him to allege that he neither knew nor assisted the said seduction inasmuch as he had no right to receive any female into his house without first giving notice thereof to the police directory and receiving from them after inquiry into the circumstances permission to do so nine in like manner a brothel keeper may not under penalty of twelve months imprisonment give any one whatever his rank may be facility to carry on criminal intercourse with any woman who has been brought into his house and it is absolutely forbidden for any person to bring a female to such house and there to have any private communication with her which shall be only with the regular women of the place inasmuch as by section two no keeper is permitted to receive any woman as servant-maid or under any pretense whatever among his inmates without previous notice to the police and their assent to the same ten in order to combat the frequent infection of common prostitutes and if possible prevent them from severe attacks of venereal disease or its farther extension and at the same time not only to restrain the rapid progress of this highly pernicious malady 
but so far as possible entirely to root it out the brothel keepers and the women kept by them are bound to give their most observant attention thereto both for their own advantage and also for the diminution of their own misfortunes and severe punishment to this end the brothel keepers are not to oppose the appointed surgeons in each quarter so often as the same make their visits to the women at their houses and every woman shall be subject to these visits for the information of every brothel-keeper and of the prostitutes kept by him a copy of printed directions prepared by competent authority shall be given to the brothel-keeper whereby the signs of actual infection and of the commencement of venereal disease may be known and they shall be clearly instructed by the duly appointed surgeon how to form an opinion upon their own state of their health and be able to explain the same on his visits so that thereby the detection of venereal disease at any time may be facilitated furthermore upon perceiving the symptoms whereby venereal disease is known in a man they should abstain from carnal intercourse with him eleven should a woman suspect that she is infected she must permit no one to have connection with her but shall mention the same as well to her keeper as to the surgeon of the district upon which steps shall be forthwith taken for her cure if she neglect this she shall be punished with detention three months for the first time on repetition of the offences with six months in the house of correction with welcome and farewell if the said woman through concealment of her venereal malady has given occasion to a wider spread thereof she shall the first time be liable to twelve months in the house of correction with welcome and farewell in case the brothel-keeper shall know of the diseased condition of such woman and shall not hinder her from the exercise of her trade or shall keep her therein he shall be liable to the same punishment and moreover shall be liable to the costs and charges of cure and attendance of the man so infected by such woman if he requires it or if he cannot pay such expenses for this reimbursement a brothel-keeper shall be held liable even if he did not know the diseased condition of a woman kept in his house inasmuch as such obligation shall for the public weal be taken to be a risk and burden incident to the trade permitted to be carried on by him twelve on the other hand a prostitute can prosecute any one for having infected her by means of connection and such person shall upon the complaint and showing of her and the brothel keeper bear the expense of cure and maintenance for so long a time as pursuant to the orders of the authorities of the charit the woman may have to remain in the charit and further shall be liable to a fine of fifty dollars or three months imprisonment in the house of correction thirteen if any woman before declaring her venereal disease shall have concealed it so long that by opinion of competent persons she must have known the same for a considerable length of time she shall whether she shall or shall not have infected other persons be liable to the same punishment as if she had infected others fourteen whereas it has been the practice for the women to conceal their venereal diseases and whereas they have entrusted themselves to incompetent persons for cure and whereas the brothel-keepers are bound to refund to the charit the expenses of the cure and attendance which sometimes fall ruinously heavy upon them it is hereby directed for the removal of this difficulty that a healing fund shall be established by means whereof the keepers and their women on the occurrence of disease may be relieved of the heavy expenses to which they are put and may be assured against the destruction of their bodies and health which ensue from the growth of this terrible disease to this fund every brothel-keeper shall contribute a monthly sum of six groschen twelve cents for each woman he keeps and shall give in a statement of the name and place of birth of such woman 
for which, at the commencement of the following month, he shall receive an acknowledgment, and he shall recover such sum from every woman on whose account he shall have paid the same. Nevertheless, any brothel-keeper who shall have allowed more than one of these monthly payments to run into arrear with the women, shall not, on that account, be able to prevent her leaving him, if, as before ordered, she desires to change her way of life. If a woman goes from one brothel to another without the six groschen having been paid for her, the brothel-keeper to whom she goes must pay this amount in due time for her. This shall happen notwithstanding that she is bound to give notice of her removal to the police commissary of the quarter. The monthly payment of this tax is to be made to the duly appointed medical officer of the quarter, who shall pay over the whole amount of the same to the collector of the healing fund, who shall give him for the same a receipt under his own hand, whereupon the comptroller shall compare the list of the same with the list of the brothel-keepers and women in the several districts, and shall compel defaulters to pay the outstanding tax. 15. A perfect account is to be kept of this healing fund, and out of the same every diseased woman shall be taken to the charit, and without further charges to herself or keeper, shall be maintained and thoroughly cured without being sent, as formerly directed, to the workhouse. Farther, the woman shall not entrust herself either to the visiting surgeon or to any other person for cure, but such shall take place only in the charit. 16. No brothel shall be tolerated in the respectably inhabited and frequented streets and squares of the city, but they shall be established at a moderate distance from the same, so that the police can watch them and speedily correct any disorder, otherwise only in the smaller streets and thoroughfares. 17. The matters that are ordered and prescribed in the foregoing articles to the brothel-keepers are also to be observed by female brothel-keepers under like penalties. 18. Single women living by themselves for purposes of prostitution must give in their notices to the police directory in the same manner as the women in the brothels, must also undergo examination by the medical officers of the quarter in which they reside, must pay their six groschen a month to the healing fund, and be subject to all the directions applicable to brothel keepers and their hired women, and to the like punishments in case of offending against the directions. 19. Procurers and procuresses, who make it their business to provide opportunities in their houses for criminal intercourse of men and women, whatever their condition, shall be strictly watched, and, upon conviction, shall be liable to three months' detention in the house of correction. 20. The street-walkers roaming the streets after dark are not to be tolerated, but where they can be met with are to be taken into custody, and after being cured, if they are affected with venereal disease, shall be sent from six to twelve months to the house of correction. 21. Whoever cannot pay the fine shall receive a corresponding corporal, am lieb, punishment. 22. Informers shall receive half the fines paid in, and the remaining fines shall be collected and distributed as the reward of those who make discovery and information of any contraventions of these regulations. 23. In those cases mentioned in Section 3, wherein, together with a breach of these regulations, a crime against the laws of the State is committed, the criminal department of the High Court will take cognizance of it, and the remedies proceed from them to the criminal deputation of the Chamber of Justice. 24. In order that no one who, whether as keeper or girl, makes a trade of prostitution, shall be in a position to excuse themselves on account of their ignorance of this code of regulations, a copy of them shall be given to every person at the time of registration, for which six groschen shall be paid, and carried to the reward fund for informers.
End of section 20. Recorded by Robert Sherman Jr., Washington, D.C. www.nyckidd.com.